57-year-old man, David Bennett, made history this week, being the first man to receive a transplanted pig heart. He received the pig heart because he was too ill to qualify for a human heart and wasn't given a long time to live. It was They were quite frank with him. This has been hailed as a medical breakthrough, uh, and it could possibly shorten transplant waiting times and change the lives of patients around the world. The question is, is this ethical? Professor Julian Savalescu is director of the Oxford Uhiro Center for Practical Ethics, and I'm happy that he's joining the show right now. Welcome to the program, Professor. Great to have you on. Thanks very much, Kelly. So I guess I want to ask you right off the top, um, the story goes that David was too ill to qualify for a human heart. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, it's a little bit misleading because obviously he, he's not too ill to have a very significant operation. Um, and, and he would clearly do better with a human heart than, than a pig heart. Um, what it means is his chances of surviving are too low compared to other candidates competing for a heart. So, for example, if his, his chance of surviving long-term is 1% and somebody else is 20%, um, they, they, they would prefer to give it to the person with a 20% chance. Now, I, I agree with that ethical principle, but it, it's highly controversial. According to egalitarianism or equality, everyone should have an equal chance. So there are big ethical assumptions in this case. It makes sense, though, when you're dealing with a uh, shortage of uh, organ donors. Yeah, I mean, I, it's what's called a utilitarian approach, and, and I, I accept that um, and support it. But, but many um, countries uh, have healthcare systems based on equality, which says everyone should have an equal chance whatever their chances of surviving, their length of life or their quality of life. Um, so I'm just pointing out this is not based on an egalitarian um, system of ethics. Let's talk about the ethics. You know, this is a great headline as far as uh, medical breakthroughs go. We all recall or most of us recall when that uh, little girl received the baboon heart. I think I was in grade school and uh, she unfortunately only lived for 21 days. Uh, they're hoping that David Bennett can survive longer than that, but there are moral trouble spots when it comes to taking an animal's organ and transplanting it into a human. And in, it's not just about, you know, uh, is this uh, an animal rights ethical question? There's patient safety and religious concerns. So let's run down some of these uh, trouble spots as, as, you know, morally that, they are dealing with when it comes to transplanting an animal heart into a human body. Uh, how controversial is this in the mind of, of the medical community? Well, it's extremely controversial. It's, it's never really worked, and it's been tried since the 1960s. Um, now, there have been radical advances in the last few years with, with genetic modification, and, and these pigs have been genetically modified both to mean that the human body doesn't reject their organs um, and also to make sure they're free of viruses that have um, been a problem with, with animal-to-human transplants. But there are still risks. You know, no matter how much research that you do, you will never know in this, this kind of case um, what the outcome is going to be. Now, in other cases, um, controversially, um, in, in New York University um, has tried um, transplanting kidneys from genetically modified pigs into brain-dead humans, to see what the immune um, response is. That so, feels so Frankenstein to me. Well, I, I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, 
it's, it's not that different to taking organs away from a brain-dead individual to transplant them into somebody else. In this case, organs were put in, um, and, you know, it, it's hard to see what the harm to, to a person who is already dead is. Um, and that gives you a better insight into what the risks are, but that's highly controversial as well. So, you know, we have to take um, risky and controversial steps to make big progress, unfortunately. I know that when it comes to patient safety, rejection is always a major problem when it comes to transplants. And they've tried to get around this by modifying the pig heart, by turning off some genes. How does that help with rejection? And what happens during rejection, whether you get a human uh, organ that's not your own or an animal's organ? What's going on in the body? So basically, um, if, if your, your cells express or show certain proteins um, and, and, and when the body senses that there is a, a foreign protein, if that's, um, you know, an organ or a virus or a bacterium, it, it mounts an immune response that aims to kill that, that entity. And that's what happens when we get COVID, for example. Um, and, and, and one way of, of, of dealing with this is, of course, vaccination. But another way is to stop the, that organ or virus from expressing, you know, a protein that provokes the immune response, that, that stimulates the whole cascade that results in, in what are called killer T cells and, and, and antibodies from destroying that foreign substance. And that's what they've done in this case. They've selectively just stopped some key proteins, which are often sugars, um, that, that the, the body recognises as not, as not um, a part of itself. So it's like a cloaking device if we're talking Star Trek here. Yeah, that's 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 a good analogy. <laughs> Not one you clearly expected, but I appreciate that you appreciate You're a Star Trek it. fan, obviously. <laughs> well, I, we got a few guys working on the show that tend to love that show. Uh, so I just want to make everything as relatable as possible. And I know there are people can relate to, you know, things that they watch on TV. And when we're ta- talking about a heady subject like this, I think it's always good to try and make it relatable in, in comparison to some some other things they know about. Can we talk about um, animal rights activists? Because PETA not pleased at all. They are saying that, quote, animals aren't tools sheds to be rated but complex intelligent beings that obviously is a moral quandary quandary that we have to deal with when you talk about taking a a pig's heart whether you modified it or not and putting it into a person's body well you know i'm very sympathetic to animal rights um but it's hard to see you know when we breed over 20 billion animals to be slaughtered simply for food that we can you know obtain in other ways that are not necessary to save our lives, how you can accept that and re- reject this kind of life-saving transplantation. How does religion factor in? Well, uh, you know, a, a number of religion, religions, um, Judaism, Islam, have prescriptions on, on pork products. I, I was reading um, some statements from imams and, and rabbis that where there's a, you know, a life, life-threatening, you know, situation um, that, that um, Muslims and Jews can, can accept life-saving interventions based on, on pork products. So there are some statements that, um, that they, they could accept these products, but as you would understand in any religion, there's going to be diversity, and, and some people um, may say that, that, that they don't, don't want to have that kind of, of, of heart transplant. And, and likewise, some animal rights activists might say, you know, I, I don't want to receive an animal heart. You mentioned off the top the ethics of people, you know, some people being uh, 
accepted for an organ donation um, because they have a greater rate of survival over someone else. Uh, there's a, a moral consideration and an ethical consideration that I it hadn't even occurred to me until I read this article that some people might say that if you've had the opportunity for an animal organ that's been genetically modified, you know, uh, and you pass on that, that it would be um, unethical to say that, you know, okay, you're further down the list now. Yeah, the idea that, you know, we have to take responsibility for our choices is a dominant theme in medical ethics. So, you know, some people argue that, you know, alcoholics should have a lower priority for um, for liver transplants and smokers should have lower priority for, for lung transplants. And, and that argument would extend to if you've chosen to reject a viable organ, you should have a lower priority, um, you know, for the remaining few. Um in general, health systems don't explicitly take account of responsibility, even though ordinary people think it should be taken into account. Um, and and it's and it's difficult, you know, in in some of these cases to to decide, you know, how much control people have, for example, over their religious or or, or ethical beliefs. How much of it is is influenced by society or the or their uh, or their culture. Uh, and, and just as it's hard to decide how responsible somebody is for their drinking or smoking when they've grown up in that environment. So, so in general, um, you know, the dominant view would be not to take that into consideration, um, but, but ordinary people believe it is relevant. What do you think is the most relevant uh, storyline in this medical breakthrough? Like, what are you paying attention to the most when it comes to David Bennett receiving this transplant? Yeah, look, I think this is one of the most exciting events, you know, I've seen in a long time because there is a huge shortage of organs that won't be met um, through, through through donation from brain brain dead patients or for, or after cardiac death. So we we simply and at some point this is going to work, um, and and this is going to be a supply of of, of viable organs for humans. Yeah, you know, have we reached that point now? I don't know. Um, but I think technically and scientifically it will be possible. And, and you know, it's an incredibly exciting field for medicine um, that, that, you know, opens a door that, that really, you know, has been closed for, for, for decades. So, you know, I think the big picture is this is great news for, for, for healthcare. Um, is it bad news for animals? Um, well, yes, it is, um, but I think we have to, to deal with the elephant in the room, and that is eating animals before we, we start to address this problem. Professor Julian Savalescu, I thank you for your time. It's been really interesting talking to you. My pleasure. Have a great day. He's director of the Oxford Uhiro Center for Practical Ethics, and I think I caught an Aussie accent.